0: Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show, the world's favourite cricket show with me, Adam Bayfield, and of course, Tony
1: Kerr. Hey. How's it going, Tony? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Sat in the sun, sitting in the sun, on a bench that might collapse at any moment, but there we go. Keeping your spirits up. Yeah, yeah, feeling pretty positive. Come through it, you know, come through the worst of it.
0: Yeah, well we're down here, uh, I don't know whether you want to describe the sort of uh, harbour depth and topographical features of the, the bay we find ourselves in, but we're down here near uh, down in sort of St Peterport harbour here in Guernsey uh, to record another ash's podcast there's quite a lot to talk We're about on here fire to... this summer yeah well you say that we actually missed we've missed one right oh, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> apart for that one if you don't count the one we missed we didn't do one after the third test it does feel like every time england win or perform well we don't record a podcast we only do them after england defeats or
1: disappointments well we don't like to show off do we We not like to lord it over so you know just let for the wins we just let them settle let them speak for themselves <laughs> yeah, really exactly
0: Um, I mean, not that that's what this podcast is, you know, (laughs) it's not just uh, kind of England cheerleading, but, you know, well, looking at my notes here, there's going to be quite a bit of that probably. But yeah, we we, uh, couldn't record one after the third test. You were quite busy that week, weren't you? Uh, Yeah. Fronting coverage of uh, the Island Games here in Guernsey, which is like one of the biggest multi-sports events in the world, I found out in the course of that week.
1: Yeah, um, it's huge. No, yeah, it's big for the islands. Yeah, and, massive.
0: Uh, I tried to pull rank and say that the World Cricket Show was more important, but um, you claimed that your day job had to take precedence.
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, it would have been a tough squeeze. <laughs> would have been a very tough squeeze. But there we go. I tried you know, to watch as much cricket as I could, It which w- was not <laughs> a lot that week. <laughs> well, you did have quite a bit to do.
0: I mean, you were zipping around between sports and uh, presenting a live roundup show uh at the end of the day every day throughout the course of the week yeah which i'm going to say i mean i don't often say sort of sincere things to you tone and obviously i'll cut this out of the podcast but um just fine benefit <laughs> <laughs> but uh you did an extremely good job yeah, it's sure quite is, weird because like i don't know how you find this but like you know when you see like your friends and particularly you know people like you and i went to school together people that you've been friends with that long since we were kids it's quite hard to take them seriously in a kind well, of quite right. professional yeah. context. You know, like if I if I were, if I overhear London the correspondent Gordon McRae on a Zoom call talking about his little tech things or whatever it is he does. <laughs> I'm just like Or you see him on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> He's gone big on LinkedIn in the so, last year or two. Come off it. Um Pathetic. So, so, you know, that's basically what I'm saying is that's always how I felt about your job, Tone. But um but I was I was very impressed.
1: Oh, good. Cheers, mate
0: made me a little Appreciate bit a little bit nervous about my uh my hosting role here on the
1: well on the oh show. yeah I, I, yeah if i was going to come for you i'd have come for you already <laughs> <laughs> um
0: all right well let's talk about the cricket um we're gonna this is just going to be quite a, a swift uh swift of so you were describing it as a vibe check because we're actually we're squeezing this in on a lunch break and um, so we've only got sort of 20 25 minutes here and um, so we're just going to kind of take the temperature of how we're feeling after fourth test but we're going to come back next week with a full kind of in-depth post-mortem on the series as a whole but of course the the ashes the ashes is over i don't know we can get into this it's not over but the urn the the fate of the urn has been decided australia have retained the ashes um after the fourth test at old trafford england were well
1: on top weren't they wokes wood Yeah, wokes took five wickets it's gonna be word association this isn't it wokes wood wonderful (laughs) Cricket, uh, cricket.
0: Uh, any other words that you think of when you think of cricket? Googly. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Yeah. Uh, stump. Oh, stumping. Here we go. Let's. Uh, yeah, here we go. Probably. I yeah. might might touch on that in a Clary. minute. But, um But yeah, England were just massively on top, and obviously Zach Crawley with that incredible 180 um, odds that he scored as well. So England well on top in the game, but um, then it rained for two days. Uh, and Australia finished five wickets down, still about 80 runs behind England's first inning score. You know, you've got to think that England were going to win that game or would have won that game had it not been for the intervention of the weather. But it did happen. It rained for two days. The match finishes a draw, and that means 2-1 uh, with one to play. Australia, as the holders of the Ashes, if it finishes 2 um Australia will retain the Ashes. So they have uh, confirmed that. So, I mean, I'll ask you for your thoughts for your thoughts time but it just just feels like a shame doesn't it after all that we were talking you know we've been talking over the last couple of podcasts amazing first couple of tests the third test was incredible as well i mean i genuinely think possibly the and you know there's recency bias here but i do think possibly the best first three tests of any test series since 2005 just incredible drama the first few days here were incredible as well and then after all that it's another void series <laughs>
1: yeah just just scratch it off doesn't count yeah it's a shame <laughs> just go again start again um yeah uh, i've been i've been justifying a lot to myself in the last couple of days i think i was very uh, well to be fair i didn't hold out much hope uh, i didn't hold out much hope in um you know when you look to the forecast for for the last two days so i didn't get my hopes up too much so I think I didn't really bother to look on, on Sunday too much more than, you know, the kind of a couple of cursory checks, but, um, yes, yeah, so I don't feel like, I feel like I'd, i laid the groundwork for the disappointment early. You'd made peace with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Now that that's not to say like it wasn't a tough process that, um, as you say, it, you know, it had all the hallmarks of, or it had been up to this point. Yeah. A faultless, uh, breathless series of, of entertainment. um, which obviously this fourth test was also living up to uh and it was set up so nicely wasn't it for for this week at uh, the oval but i was thinking on the way well i was thinking this morning uh, what i was going to say on the pod um and these issues and i kind of thought i, I we've spoken about it before there's I know i'm going to contradict myself subsequently later on <laughs> okay, down the line but that. yeah um, there is a kind of sense of actually like is it better that it that It kind of might have happened than it actually did. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like they're going back to the sort of the old Wimbledon, you know, Tim Henman at Wimbledon thing. Did I? Is it actually better that he didn't quite do it, you know, because when when Murray then eventually won Wimbledon, since then it's kind of any British player, you just thought oh, it's been done now. It's yeah. like, yeah. It's, uh, okay, it's obviously a very different situation, but is there an element of actually. You know, the real quiz is can we? The real <laughs> quiz is can we do it in Australia next? Yeah. Really, because the, 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 the Ashes series in in England in our recent lifetime have been, uh, have been kind of filled with, filled with quite memorable moments. Okay, not as not as um, not quite up to this standard, but uh, you know they, they've been good tussles. But actually, the real quiz is in Australia, and then you know you keep that going. Is you know another four years um, down the line, or you know another couple of years down the line. Australia come back here it just keeps whole the whole thing alive doesn't it really if we'd have just won it in a a perfect series now would we have just been like well just give up yeah would it have killed cricket basically okay
0: yeah I think I I understand where you're coming from there. I suppose the fact England didn't win in 2019 either you know Australia did uh, get a draw and retain the ashes there you know it's gonna be a decade when England haven't won the ashes like it's quite a long run now so I would sort of take that point if England won in 2019 as well, that it's like, actually, if England had come back and won the series, then there might have been an element of like, okay, yeah, great drama, but actually it's just another time that the home team has won the Ashes. Mm. But actually, it's quite a long time now. It's 2015 was the last time England won the Ashes. It's going to be another two years from now. I'll say it, it, it is going to be a decade. So I, I kind of see where you're coming from there, but it, it just feel, it just feels well, that- so disappointing it feels like such a missed opportunity and there's been obviously a lot spoken about and there's been like a kind of reaction from England fans and then Australian fans have reacted to the reaction and you know you're sort of I think some Australian fans feel that England fans are like whinging about the rain and I don't think that's what it is or at least that's not how I see it you know I like rain happens in cricket and England have benefited from the rain many times so like I do I can see that it probably looks a bit desperate that now there's like articles on BBC sport about like what can be done about rain in cricket. And like, you know, should there be a reserve day and stuff like that? And I actually think there's, that's quite a valid argument and, you know, possibly there should be a reserve day. And it is a bit silly that so much of test cricket is lost to or determined by weather, which it rains in England in the summer, you know, that it's, it's, you can pretty much guarantee that it's going to happen at some point. There, There could be some mechanisms to, to mitigate the impact of that. But I can see that in the aftermath of this event, that looks a bit like uh, whinging. England have benefited from that lots of times in the past. It's happened in Ashes series in the past, 2013. They you know kind of got away with a draw in a game that they probably would have lost because of rain. And I don't think you know the BBC Sport were writing those articles then. So I take that point. But from my point of view, it's just like oh, just what a shame. Oh yeah, because it was going to be too all. and it would this Test match at the Oval this week would have been you know one of the most exciting tests ever probably and although the series is still alive in in the sense that it could england could still draw it and if they do do that that will feel like a big achievement and you know so there's, there's lots to play for here still and if australia don't win the series having been tunnel up they haven't won in england since 2001 there's lots and lots to play for but if it had been a decider it just would have been massive and the fact that the ashes you know australia have retained the ashes you know it's just losing something and that's just unfortunately it's nobody's fault. Um, but that's just the way it is. I think maybe it's some Australian fans. It probably doesn't help that probably like some of the most visible, most vocal stuff is coming from your Piers Morgans. And I can see why that uh, gives a bad impression, but just for, for myself, I just think like, oh, it's just a shame. I just
1: wish it hadn't rained basically. Yeah. He's kind of lost the plot a bit isn't he, Piers Morgan yeah. with, with this, uh, with his cricket stuff. I don't know whether he's just kind of, flapping around for some attention um well which probably normally (laughs) is normally the case anyway isn't it but yeah uh yeah i know it is it is just it is is a great shame isn't it it's a crying shame and to be fair like
0: had it rained for two days at lords and australia had drawn that game and england had won this one and england were two one up i think australia fans would probably also feel like not aggrieved but it's just like it's possibly not a fair reflection of the series like yes australia deserved to to Be up in the series coming into this game, but like England, it's not just that England were like on top in this game, like they were absolutely pulverizing Australia. I guess it would have, it definitely would be too had it not rained.
1: Yeah, there's an argument, there's another, there's a parallel universe in which England, that the rain doesn't come England, yeah, pulverize Australia in that test, and then the fifth test is quite flat because Australia just gets steamrolled. (laughs) Um, Do you know what I mean? mean, You can have no guarantees that you would have had another classic in the, in the, the fifth test. Yeah. I, I, I guess that's the thing is it? with the, with the sort of balance of, of and who, who deserves to have been still in contention going to the final test. I mean, I think England have played some unbelievably good stuff at times or most, a lot of time, but probably if the rain, if you, if you said kind of who deserves to get the benefit of the rain, it's probably Australia yeah, yeah. on the balance of play,
0: you know, lost four tosses. Yeah. Yeah. Had to bat in difficult conditions. Um, and clearly, like did deserve to be 2-0 up. I know we talked about this at the time that England could have easily been 2-0 up or it could have been one all after the first two tests. And like we said, you know, we felt that it was very, very clear. that like they've been so close those two matches. Um this was probably the first one, the first game of the series where actually it was quite one like genuinely one sided. I know that Lords was one-sided, but obviously Stokes got England quite close in the end. So I don't think that means that, you know, like there's a now a golfing class between the teams and England are well on top, like the Oval Australia might well win. Like these t- are two very well-matched sides, but it does feel like, it's quite interesting because my feeling coming into the series was that England would, would probably get off to a flyer and Australia would be a bit shocked by the baseball stuff, but they'd feel their way back into and kind of rein it in. And it's actually been the other way around that England have almost had to kind of feel their way into how to make basketball work against Australia. And they obviously went way too hard at the start. And I think have said they kind of regret that, you know, like Harry Brick was slogging, basically, wasn't he, rather than... You know, playing sensible baseball, and mm. um, so England. Ha- it feels now like England have got the measure of Australia, but we'll see what happens. Like you've got to give Australia credit. Like it, it's unfortunate that it, it's not going to have like an asterisk against it. Like, like this series is void, or you know they don't deserve this Ashes retention. But if it does finish two all, like. <laughs> maybe it will have that's just gonna get it i don't know because you do feel <laughs> you'll just
1: be going around with a bit of sharpie
0: because <laughs> you do feel like england you know but for the rain would be up here but australia deserve it because they won the first two tests and they were brilliant in those two tests and like to come away from home and and do that you know they 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 do deserve it from that point of view do you think they should be doing anything about the rain like it should they have played later on you know should they have continued on in, into the evening on days one to three wet knowing what the forecast was like should cricket be a little bit more flexible a little bit more proactive about that sort of thing
1: yeah it's a good question i don't i don't know i think the logistical issues with um you yeah, whether you should have a reserve day or you should play later, it's pretty challenging but you know bear in mind how many hundred people are working at the grounds like if you you know day five is already a bit of a lottery as to whether it's going to happen or not if you're like you know, oh, there might be some rain around, so we need you know all these marshals and stewards mm. and and caterers and whatever. Oh, you, you know, we we might be needed on on Tuesday, mm. but you might not be. You probably won't be, but you might be. So how do you actually mm. how do you actually run the game then? And likewise, you know, if you're going to play longer every day, how does that affect the actual logistics of putting on a match? But no, I agree. I think things like ugh, can they just have like a shorter lunch or not mm. take tea? You know, the the, the 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 kind of the. I was gonna say the legislation, <laughs> the laws around around that could mm. probably be tweaked to make it more spectator friendly, and and you know just get more overs in, just in for, well, I don't know do better on the over rate because mm. uh, yeah it was pretty pretty sloppy in this test. We said England were
0: dominating Australia. I mean they they it, they just played incredibly well, didn't they? And I I don't think it will get lost, but you know something like Zach Crawley like Zach Crawley's hundred. I mean I texted you it was faintly absurd that i was listening to it on the test match special and phil Tufnell declared it is that the best ashes hundred of all time
1: how many times (laughs) you heard that in this series
0: that is ludicrous but it was an extraordinary innings and had england won that game it would be remembered as you know up there it would be you know uh, part of the kind of ashes legend sort of thing for england and it possibly won't now but it was an extraordinary innings and not just the kind of weight of runs but how quickly he scored them and the way he did it with those sort of flashing drives through the offside it was brilliant to watch and this from a guy who's you know his place was under pressure or at least it felt like it was under pressure because he hadn't delivered much for a long time clearly that inning shows that he can do it the, the question now is can he do it consistently but that like that's why England want him in the team because he can do that so you know you've got to take your hat off to the guy yeah, it was really.
1: glorious stuff wasn't it uh, yeah and he has he obviously has that big score before um yeah to his name but uh, but i'd kind of yeah definitely got quite lost i think sort of mm. mentally and technically and just it was three
0: years ago that yeah and he he is one of i think three players to have played every test under stokes and mccullum it's only him stokes and root that have played every test which is Quite incredible, really.
1: <laughs> but it, 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 it yeah, we'll see what happens now. If he can follow that up uh, at the Oval, and if he can build, you know, a lot more consistency into his game, then it is. It, it will be. He will make an interesting case study in, in sort of selection policy and, and stuff going forward. Because it's like you know, people have been absolutely crowing for him to be to, to be dropped. We probably have at some point about yeah. um, that. But is it worth? You know, if he now goes on to have a fantastic make a fantastic contribution consistently is it worth three years of yeah
0: i mean he's got he's got to do it more consistently than he has it, i think you can say he doesn't have you know he could do it occasionally yeah you know, actually someone like ben stokes who talked about is a is a maybe a cricketer of moments and maybe zach crawley doesn't have to be averaging 50 but he's just if he can produce that kind of innings at those sort of clutch moments but it's got to be it can't be once every three years like it's got, yeah i mean that's yeah. it's got to be more often than that but yeah it like there's no doubting the the talent there and then obviously with the bowling as well which the introduction of Wokes and Wood, you feel like that's been the the turning point, really. That was the turning point in the series. And Wokes, you know, got five wickets here. He was brilliant at Headingley as well. I don't think we were really talking about him much coming in. There was maybe a sense that he'd, like, you know, maybe kind of lost a, a, a yard of pace, was maybe not quite the bowler he was. And he's just come in here. He's such a good bowler in England, isn't he? He just knows what he's doing. There's a case for never picking him in an away test, but picking him for every test in England. He's been superb. He obviously scored runs at, um, at Headingley as well. And Mark Wood, I mean, that was just that. The first morning at uh, Headingley where he came on to bowl and he was suddenly like people were texting me left, right and centre. <laughs> Wood's bowling 95 mile an hour. And like you just you just have to switch it on, like drop everything and watch that. And there was this just kind of crackle. And we felt this when we went to the test um, in St. Lucia in 2019. And that was, yeah, uh, you know, uh, there was an extraordinary Mark Wood spell like that in that game. And you just feel that crackle around the ground, don't you? That it's like someone's bowling a kind of like, uh, you know, historic quick spell Yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: definitely. And it's, I mean, they it's should so have, exciting. That should be on that government text emergency kind of <laughs> alert system, should they? Just like when Mark Wood hits 95, just, a, you know, a signal should go out. Because, yeah. yeah, you don't want to miss it. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, so that, it's you know, just Mark Wood going, howie, man. <laughs> Turn your telly on. But yeah, okay, we got tests to go, and we'll have a proper debrief on the series afterwards, won't we? I'm already going to look ahead to to down under because you know obviously as you say, this one's void. This so. one's void, so it's on to the next one. And no other cricket matters, as we know. So yeah, but you know, as you say, Chris Wokes shouldn't and won't tour to Australia next time. If you do. You, I don't know that, that there is a massive challenge ahead for the the ultimate baseball challenge. Will be can we? can we win, can England win playing that aggressive brand of cricket in Australia? Mm. Uh, well, there's
0: India to come first, actually, like, well, yeah. beginning of next year, and that will be very interesting as well. And obviously, they whitewash Pakistan and Pakistan, so they can clearly do it in those conditions. But winning in India would be, you know, nobody's done that since England, you know, 11, 12 years ago. So, you know, that's a massive uh, challenge and exciting challenge as well. But it, Australia fans might be like, how can you be talking about that when you've just, you know, you've not won this series? But even though England have not won, as McCullum would say, it feels like we've won. It doesn't... (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) That's not true. It doesn't feel like we've won. But like uh, coming into it, I said, as long as England play that way and like stick to that philosophy, you'll still feel like they're they're emerging in credit. And I I know that some people feel this is overdone, like they're saving test cricket, but there's absolutely... This has been one of the best test series ever, like in our lifetime. And that's because of the, the way England are playing. And it's that culture clash and Australia have played a huge part in that as well. But if England were still you know, if it was still silverwood and root, this series would not have been the way it, it mm. has been. So um, we need to wrap up. I just a uh, quick word on Australia. But before that, I just want to say something about Bearstow, who was brilliant here with the bat, wasn't he? He also took an amazing catch and like so much credit to the guy for, you know, taking a lot of stick and outstanding catch there. And then no howlers this time with the gloves. And then he hit 99, not out and was superb in, you know, in getting England up towards 600 um, on that second day uh, or third, third day. Um, I did. Uh, did you see his interview afterwards? I, I did find quite puzzling. I don't know whether people have seen this, but he, he gave similar interviews to Sky and the BBC, and in the kind of press conference as well, where he was like quite punchy and sort of like having a go at people for having criticised him in the first few tests and the drop catches and things. And he just and I think he said that he thought it was out of order, but then said that's because he's. It, like had this injury and he's got pins in his legs and he's not kept wicket for three years and I just thought it was a, such a ludicrous interview because yeah. he's basically saying it's outrageous to say that I shouldn't be keeping wicket or shouldn't be in this team when I'm not fit and I haven't kept wicket for three it's <laughs> like Johnny that's why people <laughs> yeah. were saying that yeah I don't understand it at all so like brilliant innings from him here but actually in the scheme of things in the kind of uh, on the ledger at the end of the series those drop catches might be the difference. Might be the reason why England are two one down at this point, rather than two one up. Because, like, if folks had been behind the stumps, possibly would have been a different story.
1: Yeah, I, know. I mean, I think with best isn't it? He's obviously his career has has been divisive at times, is not it? But the but like what his batting last year with that with what he did, he basically wrote a blank check mm. uh, to cash in at any point. Really, I mean there was he had so much credit in the bank um on that front that that he probably he should and would have featured as as a as a pure batsman i think Mm -hmm. in this series um but yeah yeah as you say his wicket keeping he wasn't you know he wasn't wasn't ready well he wasn't ready like i don't know he just yeah he wasn't the best man for the job and that's it's not his fault that has been a a, a somewhat decisive factor
0: yeah and i I don't think we were criticizing him for that like it's it's the selection isn't it and i I, as we said like i totally understand that selection because they needed to get him back in the side and that was a way of doing it but you know it has as you say it has been a big factor we're going to talk about australia much more next time (laughs) um but just uh, you know Labashain scored 100 here and you know he'll be incredibly pleased because there was starting to be a few little questions about his place because he you know he'd only scored 100 outside of Australia before um big reputation coming in hadn't done much in this series that 100 here will you know has kind of settled those questions and in the end you know we we say like England definitely would have won this game but actually they did have a session to bowl at Australia on day four um, and Labuschagne and Marsh batted almost all the way through it like they could have fallen apart there and you know, England could have wrapped up inside a session so you've got to say that they, they did dig in and, and Labuschagne obviously a, a huge part of that so that was great effort from him how much will it matter to them do you
1: think that they actually win the series now? That well, they, I think it's imperative for them yeah I think okay. it's imperative for them um, yeah because obviously last time they didn't and there is an asterisk over that. I think just simply retaining the ashes, or retaining the urn by not being beaten isn't good. Yeah, you know, it. You know, I said it last time. Said it a couple of years ago, but a few years ago. Um, but it just doesn't feel. It, it, in any sport i think you know there's a few things we have events here locally in the islands where you know the big rivalry with jersey and you know a draw is means a retained means the holders retain and it's just kind of like it's a bit like it's just a flat finish isn't it Mm. so yeah i think you know if they don't win it it doesn't it won't make it a bad summer but it will make i think it'll be a very very flat ending
0: yeah i mean i i i do part of me agrees with that but then i also think but sort of by the nature of test cricket it's usually that especially at the moment like generally the home team wins so if the home team is won, like Austra- if australia win at home mm-hmm. then going away from home it sort of makes sense to me that the away team almost has like an ad- a slight advantage that they only need to draw the series to get the Ashes, if you see what I mean.
1: Well, I, I, maybe they, are, yeah. maybe that's
0: what it should be. On it that basis, be, it should be a home and it away. It should Just be home and away yeah. rather than the holder. Yeah. But then, if that were the case, then that's all Australia would need to do here anyway, because they are, yeah, they true. are the other way team.
1: Well, they, they'd normally be coming in with a five-nil advantage <laughs> to the uh, the England. But yeah, maybe maybe do the Ashes as a as a two-legged home <laughs> and away five-test thousand-test series <laughs>
0: over, over yeah. the course of uh, several decades. Um, yeah. I, no, I think I think it had. Were it not for the fact that they haven't won for such a long time. I don't think it would be so meaningful here. But, I, you know, if if they leave England having not won again and it's like that...
1: And they were 2 up in the series. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. But if that run were now to stretch, you know, it, it was going to be 26 years before the next time they could win in England. I do think it matters a lot. And in terms of, like, the legacy of this team, clearly they're a very, you know, a very, very good team in this era. They've just become World Test Champions. Um, but there have been question marks occasionally about, like, well, you know, what's their record outside of Australia? And so, in, if they were you know, to establish that legacy as like a, a great modern team up there with, you know, the South Africa under Graham Smith and that sort of thing, then I think they need to be winning a series like this rather than just drawing it. Yeah, I completely agree. They need the mace <laughs> and the urn, <laughs> right? Unless <the rest laughs> it's a wasted trip. <laughs> Right, we're going to have to call it to an end there because uh, we've both got to go back to work. Just to, as I say, just a quick one this time, but we're going to do a... We need to book this in time, but we're yeah, going to do we'll like do a, a, a full uh, post-mortem, a full autopsy on the series next week. had to squeeze this in because they do come thick and fast, don't they? You know, these tests as well? The oval test starting. Yeah, there's not much room. Very, very soon. So by the time people are hearing this, it's probably starting in about an hour. So we'll be back next week, but until then, uh, enjoy the cricket. If you like the World Cricket Show get involved on social media follow us on facebook instagram and x yeah we'll be xing probably throughout the throughout the next test should we think about a rebrand yeah well might be time it would be like it'd be a similarly weird decision though when you've got like global brand recognition like we do it would just it seems a bit self-defeating to change the name at this point yeah adc really yeah um all right that's it i think stay in school everyone and we'll see you next time Sure. Bye for now. Hopefully we're actually recording that.
1: It to us. It to us Each day, each year. Yeah, yeah. smell your